next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that? And welcome back to Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always. Brendan Ertle. Today, we're back. It's the off season. sadly. Didn't get that ring this year. But this is the most important part of the season, is the offseason. Now, the Saints went out in a way that will hurt all of our hearts forever, as usual. And it's been a while since I've made a, a podcast about last last season. But yet, here we are. It's the offseason. They got eliminated, and the team's going to look a lot different. One of the most important off-seasons in Saints history is right now. And it's an off-season that we really haven't had forever. We haven't had it since before Drew Brees even came here. And that is being who's going to play quarterback for the Saints this year. And what who's going to lead this team, and what the team's even going to look like. Now, in years past, we've We've had our solid core, we've had our team, and offseason comes, we just want to add. We want to add pieces. This year, it's not going to look like it has in the past. They're going to add pieces from other teams. They'll draft players. But a main concern with this team, you need to cut. You need to get rid of some of the players from this roster, and it's going to look like a different team. The Saints have, before this offseason started, pretty much 100 million over the cap that's a problem but is it it's a little bit of an over exaggeration in terms of most NFL fans saying the Saints aren't going to get over uh back over that cap limit well they have to and they will 100 million that's a lot of money but so far in a week the Saints have cleared 30 percent of that they've got rid of 31 million dollars by just by adjusting Drew Brees' contract and cutting Nick Easton. Now, the offseason has barely started. The Super Bowl just ended. The Bucks won that. Whatever. And they've already cleared $30 million by making two moves. That's $70 million left. And I'll tell you this. There are some teams out, out there who aren't in a worse scenario than the Saints. But it's going to be harder for them to cut down than kind of what the Saints have to do. There's teams like the Eagles who are stuck with Carson Wentz. This contract that no one wants. The Saints don't have a player that no one wants. They don't have a contract that they can't get rid of. They can make moves to get under the salary. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about who the Saints should keep or let walk in the 2021 free agency. Now this is just going to be just Saints free agents. I'm not going to talk about who they should sign who they would cut on their roster. This is just free agents. Keep or go. That's what we're going to call it. We're going to keep or go on these free agents. And I'm going to go by tiers. The top tier players, the second tier players, and pretty much special teams players from there on out. Now, when you're listening at home, play around with me. If When I say a name and I explain if I think they should keep or go, tell me your thoughts. Whether you're seeing this on Twitter or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, let me know. I love to hear from you guys, and I love to hear from other Saints fans' opinions. But let's start. Let's get it going. 
Now, I'm going to start out with all the Tier 1 top guys that are really the Saints leaders in this free agency market who will either stay or get big contracts elsewhere. And the, the first guy I'm going to talk about is Trey Hendrickson. This is the main, pretty much key value of the Saints free agent class. And it's Trey Hendrickson, who I never would have thought a year from now I'd be saying, but he might get $10, $11, 12000000 million in this free agency market. Now, my initial reaction is we let him walk. Now, I know Saints fans are like, oh my gosh, we need him. He was great. He was our best pass rusher. And he, he was. He was, honestly. But he shouldn't have been. We have Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport. Two first Mar- Marcus Davenport. They should be the main guys pass rushing. And I don't think the Saints can afford to keep three high-value pass rushers. Now, they spent two first-round picks on Davenport. So if Davenport can do what Trey Hendrickson did this year, which is a lot to ask, they'll be fine. But it's just too much. Maybe in a normal offseason without COVID and without the salary cap drop, they could find a way to keep Trey Hendrickson, be pushing money down the road. But if they really want to keep him, they can. But from my personal outlook and how I know the Saints work, I don't think they will. I think they will let him walk. Now, the only positive about letting him walk is that he will get a big contract somewhere else. He will. The teams always overpay for pass rushers and free agency. Always. And if he gets a high-level contract somewhere else, the Saints will get a comp pick later on. For example, Teddy Bridgewater. He went and signed with the Carolina Panthers. Big deal there. The Saints will probably get a third-round comp pick in return. This week, could see the same kind of situation with Trey. Maybe a third, maybe a fourth, maybe a fifth. Depending on his contract, if the Saints let him walk, they'll get the draft pick. And Trey Hendrickson was a third-round pick. If he can let him walk and get a third-round pick in return, it's not a win, but it, it's, a, it's a band-aid. It makes it hurt a little less. Overall, I see the Saints letting Trey Hendrickson go out the door. It hurts, but this next guy, this is why. This next name, Marcus Williams, free safety, 24 years old. He is 100% a keep. The Saints need to do whatever they got to do to keep him. I would even go as far as saying he's their number one priority this offseason. I know fans, I know some fans, don't like Marcus Williams. But over these past four years that he's been a Saint, he has been the most consistent defensive back on the team. If you don't agree, talk to me. How? Marshall Lattimore has been a phenomenal cornerback. He is a higher level than Marcus Williams. He has the level of being a top corner in this league. But Marshall sometimes has these games where it's like, eh, he's not playing real great. Marcus Williams was has been the ball hawk that they wanted Jarius Bird to be. They signed Jarius Bird to a gigantic contract. They wanted him to be that ball hawking safety they've never had. Marcus Williams has turned into that. And the main thing about Marcus is he hasn't even hit his best play yet. He's picked off Tom Brady every single time he's played him, besides in the playoff, that playoff game, of course. And he nearly almost picked him off. Just couldn't get that second foot down. Marcus plays big in big-time games. He comes up with some big interceptions. And I know earlier in the year, he didn't play great, but no one in that back end did. If no one's playing well, no one's going to look good. But as the season started to go on, when that defense started to play better, that back end and Marcus Williams was phenomenal. They were lights out. 
And we can't take Marcus for granted. Yes, the Minneapolis miracle happened. You probably would have missed that tackle too. He was a he was a young player back then. He made a rookie mistake, and he has evolved from that. His tackling's gotten better, but his ball hawking skills is one, if not the best in the league at his position. You can look at guys like Justin Simmons, guys like that, who have really molded into that ball hawking safety role. And honestly, Marcus has been up there in some of the top free safety play in the whole league. He has. His interceptions have been great consistently over these past four years, and he's just getting better. I think it's so key for the Saints to keep Marcus Williams. If they let him walk, the options are thin. And I'll talk about who on this fridge and class could potentially replace him, but the options are thin. And you want to bring in another guy, another veteran, it's not going to be cheap. Now, I don't know how much money Marcus Williams will command. Because he hasn't had that elite, elite year like Trey Hendrickson did this year. But he's been consistently better every single year. And his play has talked enough for me to keep him on the Saints roster moving forward. Now this next guy is really interesting. And it could go either way for me personally. Sheldon Rankins. Their former first round pick, 13th overall from Louisville. He's, he's been good. He's been okay. Now, he's fought through injuries a lot through his career with the Saints. He's had some up and down years. We love to see him shimmy, but it hasn't been very often these past couple years. He's been hurt. He's had a broken leg. He's had other injuries. And David David Onyemata has honestly took his spot. And the Saints invested highly in David Onyemata last year. So that's why I think the Saints let Rankins walk. Because positions like Rankins, defensive tackle, who has elite athleticism at his position, He'll get money elsewhere. A team like the Bengals will throw stupid money at him to let, to make him come. That's what teams do in free agency. You overpay for average guys. And the Saints already have a very good defensive tackle with David Onyemata, who they've invested highly in. They gave him a big contract. And I, I could see Rankins getting the same contract, if not a little bit more in free agency, just because teams will throw money at a player like that. And I don't think it'll be the Saints. Another reason I don't think they'll pay him is because over these past couple years, the Saints have been incredible at finding these no-name defensive tackles and turning them into good role players. Look at guys like Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach. These are guys that were undrafted and came in and have played really good football and have done pretty much what Sheldon Rankins has done. Now, none of those guys are the pass rusher that Rankins has been, but we just haven't seen it from Rankins in a while with injuries and honestly getting beat, getting beat out as the starter from David Onyemata. That's really hurt him. And they have Malcolm Brown at no cycle position as well. So they are kind of deep at that position and it's going to be hard for Rankins to come back on this team. I hate to see him go because he was a first round pick. You never want to see your first round picks exit the door and be good elsewhere. But it just doesn't make sense for the Saints and Rankins at this time. This next one is the one I've been most excited about. I'm really looking forward to talking about this one. It's Jameis Winston, the quarterback, the potential heir apparent to Drew Brees. Now this one, this one's interesting. Because we don't know what's, what Drew Brees is going to do. We think we do. We think we know that he's going to be done. Uh, obviously with his contract change, he saved the Saints $24 million this year. 
um, by splitting up that money and making his contract vet minimum this year. It doesn't make sense that he would come back on that deal, but who knows? He had a change of heart last year during the Pro Bowl when Russell Wilson gave him the starting spot. We don't know. We don't know what Drew's going to do. But let's assume that Drew Brees retires because that's kind of what we think is going to happen. Jameis Winston. All the talk this offseason has been about the Saints quarterback position. Will it be Taysom Hill or will it be Jameis Winston? Will it be Ryan Fitzpatrick, Deshaun Watson? Who will it be? We don't know. Honestly, we do not know. But an interview that Sean Payton did a couple weeks ago, he talked about Jameis Winston and didn't stop. And Jameis Winston isn't on this team right now. He's not. He's a free agent. And Sean Payton, listen when I tell you this. Because when Sean Payton talks about moves that they'll make in the offseason, he always makes them. He's going to be honest. I don't. That's just Sean Payton. He's petty Sean Payton. He's going to tell you what they're going to do, and they're going to go do it. There's no smokescreen involved with him during the offseason. Last year, he said, we need, a, we need a veteran safety. They went out and got Malcolm Jenkins. They said they were looking for a D-end. They tried extremely hard to get Jadavion Clowney. Thankfully, that didn't work out. He says Jameis Winston will be in this in the, in this locker room and will compete for the starting job. And all the talk around the NFL media world has been that Jameis Winston will probably get the start over Taysom Hill. Now we're looking so far ahead. Jameis Winston is, still isn't on this team. They still got to re-sign him. And you could be saying, okay, he might get money elsewhere in the Bears, the Colts. Teams like the Eagles might throw money at him that the Saints can't compete with. Remember this, last year, he signed with the Saints for $1 million, and he had offers on his table that were multi-million, and he chose to come to the Saints and learn, and he knows what he's doing. I know Jameis knows what he's doing. He knows in the back of his head, okay, if I come here for cheap, I can come and re-up and potentially be the starting quarterback for this elite roster. Something we talked about when we had Teddy Bridgewater is when Drew Brees potentially retired, he'd be handing him the keys to the Lamborghini. The keys are just dangling right there. Now, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, you got to go grab them because this this is a Lamborghini roster. It is. They still have all the pieces that have sent them to the playoffs and more these past four years. This team, this roster, has the most wins in four years out of all the teams in the NFL. Is this team going to look different than, than last year and years before? Yeah. But every year that happens. Every year this, a team, the next team looks different. That's the way the this NFL works. The next team always will look different. It might look a little bit different than years before. Just scenery wise, player wise. But overall the core players, they're going to be here. Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas. Teron Armstead. Ryan Ranchek. Lattimore, those guys will be here. The Saints know their window to win is still now. They don't have a bad roster still. And honestly, the quarterback play last year wasn't very good. And they still won 12 games. The quarterback play was extremely inconsistent from Drew and Taysom. We never had like a consistent ride of a great quarterback play. And it sucks to say, but it's, Drew Brees is old, yeah. But we just never really saw it from him this year. So my answer 
keep Jameis Winston, 100%. You find a way to keep Jameis in this roster. You want him to come compete. Now, me and you and whoever else is listening, we haven't seen Jameis Winston in practice. You'd be lying to yourself if you knew the final answer about Jameis. I know Sean Payton has a very good idea about what he likes in Jameis. And you, you, when, when Sean Payton talks, listen. Because all he talks about is Jameis, Jameis, Jameis. He's probably liked what he's seen in practice from Jameis Winston. If Jameis Winston can cut down his mistakes, cut down the interceptions, cut down the turnovers, he is an elite quarterback in this league. He threw for 5,000 yards. That's something that has barely been done ever. Doesn't matter who you are. A good friend of mine and former Saint Bruce Thompson, he's been working out with Jameis every offseason since he's joined with the Saints. He says he's one of the best quarterbacks he's ever seen. He's been everything the Saints imagined him to be last year. He wanted, the Saints wanted Jameis to come in and learn, listen, and perform in practice. And that's what he did. He didn't get his shot in the game. And you know why? Sean Payton promised Taysom Hill, if Drew were to miss a game, miss time, you'll get your shot. And Taysom got his shot. And I don't think the Saints front office and Sean were that impressed. He played good. Yeah, he won three games. He went three and one. But it wasn't ever like, wow, this dude can really play quarterback really well. It was, he can escape the pocket well. He can run well. He has a few throws a game that are zip and right on the money. And then there's few where it's like, he's not making the correct reads. He's taking too much time. He's turning the ball over and he's fumbling too much. I think they've seen what they needed to see from Taysom. And when Sean Payton talked in the interview about the quarterback position in Taysom Hill, he said every single team in the league could find value with Taysom Hill. Now, what does that mean? Why are you talking about other teams wanting Taysom Hill? Because I don't think Sean and the Saints see Taysom being that future guy. I think that's why they bring back Jameis Winston and give him every shot to be the next guy at quarterback for the Saints. Now, these next few guys, you could put them in Tier 1 or Tier 2. I'm putting them in Tier 2. This is my personal opinion, these next few guys. Number 1, Jared Cook. Are the Saints going to bring him back? Hell no. Don't. Please don't. Jared Cook had some great games with the Saints. He played well in some games. He showed some flashes of being, wow, like, this thing's offense can be unsolvable with Jared Cook. And then there's games where it's like, wait, did Jared Cook play? Did he suit up? And this season, we expected a huge jump from Jared Cook. From year one to year two with the Saints offense, you expect a huge jump. We didn't see anything. We didn't we didn't see a jump at all. We saw a full-on collapse. There was games where he mentally would take himself out of the game. He'd be running wrong routes, dropping footballs, fumbling and I'm not just talking about the playoffs where he fumbled the game away I'm talking about look remember last time the Saints beat the Bucks by 35 he fumbled on the one yard line he also had a fourth down drop in that game there was other times in this season he had bad drops and he just would take himself out of games now his best play was against the Chargers and he had that long touchdown that was his only catch of the game for some reason Jared Cook and the Saints they didn't click like we all imagined it seemed like a match made in heaven. 
But Jared Cook being a little bit older, he's 33 years old, maybe he's on the decline in his career. He's not the old Jared Cook that made the Pro Bowl two years ago. He isn't as explosive, and clearly his mind wasn't right, didn't work out, and I would not bring him back. Nope. The next man on the list is going to trigger some Saints fans, and honestly me too. That's Alex Anzalone, and I'm going to give Alex Anzalone all the credit in the world. He was a third-round pick. He wasn't really expected to be a starter or a really good linebacker, and he had some games where he stepped in, played well, played okay, but overall, he's a special teams linebacker. We've seen it from him. We've seen enough. I've seen enough. I think they let him walk. Alex Anzalone just hasn't really become the player that they wanted him to. Now, he's been injured. He's been incapable of playing coverage. He's missed tackles. He blew a touchdown against the Chiefs. It just hasn't really worked out with the Saints and Alex Anzalone. Now, they could bring him back in some scenarios. And the most likely scenario I see is the Saints restructure Quan Alexander. They keep him for the years coming. And they roll with Demario and Kwan because they it just makes sense. Any reports about Kwan being released are inaccurate. They can't do that until training camp. And he's guaranteed $2 million. It makes too much sense for the Saints to keep Kwan Alexander and pair him with Demario Davis and keep being competitive with that duo. In, in a world where they decide to move on from Kwan Alexander, if the price is right, I could see them bringing back Alex Anzalone. And I would say that's like a 10% chance. I really see them moving forward with DeMario and Kwan. And with that, I could see them adding a linebacker in the draft. Or potentially letting a guy like Caden Ellis step in and try to get his position. The next guy on the list is personally one of my favorites. And he was one of my favorites all throughout the year. And everyone at Country Chronicles loved this guy. He was Michael Burton. MVP Burton we loved him he was a great fullback for the Saints and it always felt like when he was getting the football he was making the most of every opportunity whether it was a fullback dive or a catch out of the backfield he always made the most out of his opportunities and of course he was a great blocker great on special teams didn't really do anything wrong and the Saints have had many fullbacks many many fullbacks over the past few years and in Drew Brees tenure I think Michael Burton has been one of the most consistent. They had John Kuhn, guys like that who were productive. Michael Burton was a really good fullback for the Saints. He was extremely productive and helped the Saints have one of the best run offenses in the league. Along with the offensive line, you need a good fullback. Fullbacks are people too, and Michael Burton is a great fullback. I think the Saints keep him for a a low cost, one or two year deal, a couple million. I think the Saints find a way to keep Michael Burton on this roster. That pretty much does it for the Tier 2 guys. The rest of these guys are Tier 3 level players or special teams players. So I'm just going to go down the list and um, just a quick explanation and nothing really more because these guys are good core players, but nothing really more than that. Let's start out on the top. We got Craig Robinson, inside linebacker, 33 years old. I think the Saints might him bring him back. I think it really just depends. They won't overpay for him at all. He's been a great special teams captain for them. If the price is right, he doesn't really get any offers anywhere. I say they bring him back. Uh, That leadership, losing some coaches, uh, 
you just want to have veteran guys, and Kirk Robertson has been a great veteran for this team, a good leader, and a great special teams player too. Next, P.J. Williams. Jeez. You say, you call it. I, I, I mean, I don't know about P.J. I think he brings some great depth. Uh, I wouldn't pay him over anything like a million. I would give him the same deal I gave him this year, one year, one million. Let him play. And it's always important to have good cornerback depth. depth. And he, he played well. He played okay. You always want to have a fourth, fifth corner who can come step in and play in for a game if Marshawn or Janoris can't go. And they had, they had games where P.J. came in and held his own, but it's not really a player that you want to see starting or anything like that. I think if P.J. can't get any deal anywhere else, I would say they bring him back. Next up, Justin Hardy. 100% keep. And this this one could be interesting, though. Because this is Justin Hardy's second time re-upping, would be his second time re-upping with the Saints. And he's been a very, very good special teams player for them. Arguably the best with JT Gray. Is Justin going to demand two, three, four million because he's played at this elite level? If he does, I could see him leaving. But he has his own restaurant in New Orleans. He has his own Papa John's. He loves New Orleans. New Orleans found him. Made him the player he is today. I could see him coming back to the Saints. I could see them making it work. Because he has been such an important part to one of the best special teams units in the league. Next up, DJ Swearinger. He's a 29-year-old safety. I could see them bringing him back. He played good minutes for them. He didn't have many snaps. But when he did, he played well. And this is the guy who I was talking about earlier. If Marcus does leave... They need to keep DJ Swearinger because he's a veteran in this league who has started for many, many teams. He's played well. He's not an elite level guy. He's not going to get five or six picks for you to game, but he'll get three or four and he'll make some big hits. So DJ Swearinger could be a good bridge guy that frees safety position if the Saints can't keep Marcus Williams. And even, even if they do, if the price is right, DJ Swearinger, I'd love to have him back in the Saints uniform. Next up, Dwayne Washington. This one could go either way as well. Keep him. Let him walk. If he gets too much money elsewhere, you bite the bullet. You go find another special teams running back. He's been productive over his tenure with the Saints. A couple block punts. He's had some good rushing yards in games, in late games. It's a guy that he's familiar with the team. If you can keep him, you can keep him. If not, doesn't very hurt. it doesn't hurt you very much. Next up, James Hurst, right tackle, 29 years old. Now, the Saints signed him this offseason. He had a four-game suspension. He stepped in, played okay, but he there were some moments where it's like, okay, this guy this guy blows. And there were some moments where it's like, okay, this guy can hold his own. It was really an up-and-down year for James Hurst. It, the Saints are really looking for that next swing tackle. They really haven't had a consistent guy since Sino Calamente left and went to Houston. They've had Jerome Bushrod since then. They've had, of course, James Hurst. They've tried to draft one and Rick Leonard, but they haven't really found that consistent swing tackle who can play at all positions, who can play a snap or two when Tron goes out. But I would say they let him walk. He didn't have a great year, but if the price is right, you let him come back. Next up, Ken Crawley. Nah. I mean, he, he played good football for them, but they pretty much brought him back just because they were getting so thin at corner. I mean, the Saints always find a way to keep guys like Ken Crawley and Tell Me Lee Lewis. I think he could come back maybe later on the year, 
like they did this year, but I don't see them bringing Ken Crawley back. Now, Benny Fowler, a wide receiver, he's 29 years old. I don't see him coming back. He ended the year on IR when he was on the team. Didn't play real great football. They more brought him in because Drew Brees had a workout with Emmanuel Sanders and Benny Fowler was there as well, and he was extremely impressed. They brought him in. Didn't really have uh, much production. Good special teams guy. But if he wants to come back and the price isn't too high, I could see them bringing him back just to have some veteran presence in the locker room. The rest of these guys I'm going to list off could be pretty much keep or go. It really depends on their market and if the Saints want to bring them back just based off of their value with the team. Those are guys like Noah Spence, Cole Wick, who if they release, they might bring him back. JT Gray is a guy who could potentially come back. A guy like Justin Hardy, if they lose Justin Hardy, JT Gray is a really important guy to keep because they play great special teams minutes. Lil Jordan Humphreys, wide receiver, who could go either way. I mean, he's played he played a lot of football this year with Michael Thomas being out. You don't really expect him to come in and be that starting X wide receiver. He played okay, wasn't great. He could be a guy that could sit on the practice squad or float around on the roster and practice squad, but all those guys could pretty much go any which direction. That does it for the Saints 2021 free agent class. And there's some big name guys, there's some key guys, and there's some guys that can go either way. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know it's the offseason, it's not everyone's favorite, but it is exciting to see who you, who the Saints will bring in, who the Saints will keep, who they won't keep. And it's fun to speculate. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please let me know what you think about my picks and let me know what you pick if you have any different picks or the same picks or anything else. You know where to find me on Twitter at Brennan Earl. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Stay tuned. Appreciate the support and love. Who dat? 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 Let's go. We on